Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Deanne Arrigan. Thank you for joining me in another episode of In Due Time. I'm absolutely delighted that you're here and that you've chosen to spend this time with me, so thank you. Today's topic, I am talking about feelings. I'm talking about communicating feelings, specifically in close relationships. And that relationship could be with a partner, with a spouse, um, with a relative, but it's someone that you have a very close relationship with. How do we relate to what's being said and what's being shared? This is a conversation that I've had with my daughter over the years. I've even had this conversation with my sisters over the years as we discuss how we feel when we were dating and then later when we got married. And one thing that just seemed to be common in these relationships, even talking with my girlfriends and people I grew up with and cousins, one thing that just seems to be common in relationships is that it it seems that sometimes it takes so much to be heard by the other person. And you're left scratching your head going, what the hell? How come I can't get through to you? My husband and I have wonderful conversations around this very topic of communication and how are you feeling and what's going on and why do you feel that way and do you understand how what you said made me feel? Now trust me, it has taken years of working on this for my husband and I to have what we have now, but I must say that it's absolutely positively been worth it, but it takes a lot of work. When I have worked with my children in helping them to navigate their relationships and having conversations with my girlfriend and cousins and relatives about this, and I say that to them, they're like, you know, especially the young ones, they're like, well, damn, I really don't have time for that. I really want to find someone that I can connect with right away, kind of like meet me where I am. And I have said this, and I'm going to share it with you, is it that you want them to meet you where you are, or are you willing to go and meet them where they are? Like if both parties are expecting to be met where they are, where does a compromise come in? You know, how are you both going to join forces along that road if you're both going to be, well, I want you to meet me where I am. So why not figure out and do the work to get to that place and space where it's like, okay, here we are. Because here's the thing about relationships and people. We're coming from histories, right? We're coming from a different type of interaction in some instances. Sometimes it's a different culture, a different environment. And now you meet this person that you're going, let's blend your way of being with my way of being. And we're going to forge a joint way of being and live our lives this way. In good times, you know, hey, everybody kind of hangs out. You find people who, who, who like the same things that you like when it comes to hanging out. You find people who like to do the same things that you like to do. Go to the movies, go to a club, play video games, um, do hiking activities. They're very physical, working out, whatever those things are. Well, those are the good times. But you see, when things are maybe not going so well, when you just want to talk to somebody about your uncertainties, your fears, when you want to bring to their attention like, hey, I noticed that you do this particular thing and it kind of bothers me. Can we talk about it? That's when you really start to understand, is this 
a relationship that is going to last? Am I going to be able to make the breakthroughs and see the response that I want to make so that we can have these conversations? Because these conversations are super critical to a successful relationship. Now, it doesn't matter if the conversations are with your parents, your elders, the the, the person who raised you. It, It really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, in all relationships, whether it's personal or professional, we're striving to be heard. We're striving for our views to be accepted. We're striving to be understood. That's really what the whole communication piece is all about. And how that person responds will impact us in some kind of way. If it's professionally, is it going to result in my being able to move up in the company? Am I going to be able to get that promotion that I wanted? Am I going to be able to stay here and have a fulfilling career? Am I going to be allowed to pursue the things that I want to do? In a personal setting, it's more around, are you going to be able to provide those things for me that I'm not able to provide? What do I mean by that? I'm not talking about the material things. As I told my husband when we got married, it's not that I want you to provide material things for me. I can actually get them myself. Being with you, I may you know, take a shorter period of time to get there, but you best believe I'm not depending on you to provide physical things, material things for me. I'm looking more for an emotional connection because the emotional connection is the piece that I can't provide for myself. Sure, I'm okay being with me, but I want to share my life with you, this other person, and connecting on an emotional level will allow me to then be able to connect on the other levels in our relationship, if that makes sense. And it's that connection on that emotional level that proves to be so very challenging. That's where we want the feelings to come into place. We don't want to always have to explain. It's okay. Let me just say this. It's okay when you first meet the person. You know, you go through all the usual things. What's your sign? I don't even know if people ask that question anymore. But I heard it recently. I was like, oh, okay, they still ask that question. But they may, you get through all of those things. You know, what do you like to eat? What's your favorite color? Um, What's your favorite pastime? What are some movies? What are the books? Those kinds of things. So you start these very basic questions around what are your likes and your dislikes. And then you start to move into deeper conversations, dig a little deeper. Well, what would you do in a circumstance or a situation like this? What are some of the more challenging experiences that you've had in life? What are some of the saddest things that you've ever gone through? What things have made you happy? What things make you pause? It is in sharing those experiences that you then have some understanding and insight into that person and how they are. Fast forward to now you've been together for a while, you now see that, let's say, holidays may make this person sad and they've shared with you why. Maybe because they lost a parent or a loved one at that particular time of the year. And so whenever that time comes up, they feel sad. Well, is this something that they have to tell you every single time that time of the year comes back? I mean, they told you the first time, let's say you talked about it during the year, you know, it's coming up. You see what they're feeling, but you don't say anything. That's the piece that people want you, the other person to get. Why do I have to keep telling 
telling you, if you say that you're into this relationship with me, if you say that you understand, if you say that you feel me, if you say that you truly hear what I'm saying and you care, then why is it that you cannot at least acknowledge that this is the space that I'm in at this particular time? What is so difficult for you not to understand that if you experience, if you see me experiencing a certain type of emotion, feel free to ask me about it. Feel free to even, if I haven't said it's okay to join me in, let's say it's joy, then feel free to ask me if you can, because that shows me that you truly see me. You are seeing me. You're noticing the changes that I'm experiencing. Happy, sad, thoughtful, um, tense, um, apprehensive, whatever that thing is, you want that person who will be able to see it and be able to understand it. And even if they don't, that they are going to ask you about it because you are sharing your life with this person. And that's going to be different from what you're sharing with everybody else. That's what makes your relationship with them different than sharing it with your closest friends, let's say, or with a stranger. It's that closeness, that bond, that understanding. And it takes time. It takes time. If what you want is flowers, then ask them for flowers. If what you want is for her or him not to disturb you when you're in the throes of football season, you're watching your team play football. If you're in a fantasy league and you're less like, okay, it's not my team, but you know, I need the players for my points. If it's basketball and you're watching March Madness, whatever that thing is, don't assume that the other person knows how you feel about it unless you have specifically explained it to them. And then the way in which you show that you're feeling them and that you really get what they're saying is that when March Madness comes up, that football season comes up, they're in a fantasy league, whatever that thing is, they don't even have to tell you because you care enough to remember the details that they shared with you in the first place when this came up. If it's something that they haven't shared with you, then say that, say that. That's where the, you know, I notice at this particular time or when this happens, you respond in this way. Do you want to share with me what that is or why that happens? The same can be said too for when people say things that hurt our feelings, for when they say things that just simply cause us pain, cause us angst. Do we tell them? Do we tell them, you know, the thing that you said to me really bothers me. Do we know why they said it? Do we know what kind of pain they may have been in or what space they were in when they said it? I know the biggest question for me is always, well, was your intention to hurt? Because, you know, that was kind of like a a sword. (laughs) And it makes me wonder, were you trying to slice and dice me? Because if you were, you succeeded. But then now I want to go get a machete and really just go for it. So that's when the conflict in the relationship now escalates because do I want to cause you the same or greater pain than you cause me? Or am I willing to just step back and say, wait a minute, do you even realize that that was painful? And if you didn't, I do want you to know it was painful. And then I may ask you like, why did you even feel it necessary to do that, to say that, to, to treat me in that way? 
carry whatever that uncertainty, that discomfort is around what the person may have said, carrying that with us without expressing that to the person, that doesn't do us any good. For us to be our best, greatest, most awesome self, you don't carry that with you. I remember having this conversation with my sister, one of my sisters, and her husband was reminding her about something. He was like trying to jog her memory about something that, quite frankly, was not a good experience. And my sister said, she said to to her husband, you know, why do you think I'd want to remember that? It wasn't good when it was happening, so why do you think I'd want to keep going back to that memory? And that really struck a chord in me. I'm like, bit a bit, but a boom. That's it right there. Why would I want to hold on to a memory that was painful to me? You're asking me, do I remember? Uh, hella no. Sure enough, don't. Because I didn't like it then. So I sure don't want to keep remembering it and carrying it around with me now. Let's do the same thing when we have any kind of memories that don't bring us joy. Don't hold on to it and keep pulling it out smash it okay smash it address it acknowledge it look look at it get the clarification that you need and then smother the sucker just go I'm done I'm gonna let you go I'm gonna put it aside don't hold on to it like it's a very close long lost friend you know you don't hold on to thorns you don't hold on to things that slice you and dice you and cut you you don't do this with physical things that slice and dice. Nobody's going to be walking around with a blade in their hand with blood dripping going, look, look, I'm holding on to this blade. You're going to let the doggone blade go. Do the same thing. Do the same thing when if there's someone in your life that you're really not feeling them, you're not feeling what they're saying and you've had conversations about it and you're still not getting anywhere, maybe that is your nudge from the universe that it's simply time to let that person go. You've both served the purpose that you need to serve in each other's lives and it's time for you to move on. However, if you are making progress and acknowledge the progress that you're making, if you're making progress, if they're responding, then acknowledge the triumphs. The triumphs may not look the way that you want them to. It doesn't mean that they're not triumphs anyway. And at the end of the day, you know what? The little things may not be enough to make the relationship a sustainable one. For It may not be enough to make you stay. So you simply decide how you're going to transition out of it and exit. Because holding on to it doesn't leave you room to move on to anything else. Challenge of the week. This is in due time. We always have a challenge of the week. So the challenge of the week is this. Are you comfortable in expressing how you truly feel? Are you comfortable in expressing how you truly feel? If there's someone who has said something to you and it's caused you pain, have you had a conversation with them about it? And if not, why not? This would be the time to do that. As always, I always want to hear how the challenges are going, so please do send me an email at in due time podcast at gmail.com. Again, you can send me an email at in due time podcast, all one word at gmail.com. It has been a pleasure. I'm sure that we will walk and talk again. And until we meet, just remember, 
all things come in due time. Take care.